Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Built for Playmakers YouTube channel. I'm your host, Kelvin Hunt, editor of ChopChat.com. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, welcome to Clemson Week. Uh, in this video, uh, we're going to look at some of the major fixes that FSU will need to address before they head up to Death Valley to take on the Clemson Tigers. So we're going to uh, briefly look back at the uh, Boston College game, going to show some some video and give you some thoughts and um, they kind of go from there. But looking back at the game, you know, it's it's you know, it's kind of what I thought it was. You have a mixture of new players. Uh, well, I shouldn't say new, but inexperienced players in new positions and missed tackles and a combination of an aggressive coach and Jeff Halfley at Boston College doing things that coaches normally wouldn't do. When I say that, I mean going forward on fourth down, deep in your own territory multiple times um, because he simply had nothing to lose. You know, they were, you know, almost four touchdown underdogs in this game. You know, normally you're going to see a coach fourth and one from their own 28 or 30. They're going to punt that ball, which is going to give the FSU offense um, at least two more possessions that they, they would have had normally. That wasn't the case. Fourth and one, he's like, hey, we can get one yard. They get one yard and uh, the drive continues. Um, so that's out of the norm. So that's that's a couple of things that usually won't happen. I just wanted to point that out there. Um, but yeah, so um, we're going to jump right, right into it. Uh, if you could go ahead and like this video. Um, if you've been here before, uh, you know, we, you know, we do quality work. Uh, one of the fastest growing FSU uh, channels on YouTube. Um, like the video, subscribe if you haven't. And um, we're going to go ahead and jump into this. And you're going to see a common theme here. Uh, we're we're going to talk um, defense and offense uh, because there's plenty of blame to go around and I'll try to wrap it up uh, at the end of this. Uh, just some thoughts on both. Okay. Uh, let me share my screen here. Uh, let's see. Just a second. All right. So this is uh, one of the first plays, one of the, well, this is the touchdown. I think it is uh, that they give up. Now, pay attention to this right here. Pay, pay attention to, to your linebackers. And normally, FSU is running a 4-2-5. Um, here, they're in a 4-3. Um, so let's watch this and see what happens. Pay attention to DJ, DJ Lundy right here. All right. From the 32. Castellanos. Over the middle. Wide open. From the 32. Okay. Now, look, look at this. Castellanos is getting ready to throw the ball to this guy here. Watch DJ Lundy is go where is he going? Where is this? This is not coached, guys. They, I promise you, you, you don't get coached to do this. Watch how many steps he takes when he's throwing the ball here. Castellanos over the middle, wide open. Where is he going? Where is he going? That's that's crazy. The 32. Castellanos over the middle, wide open. So, you know, you have that, you know, linebackers were getting getting picked on or whatnot. 
Um, linebackers and safety play are your two biggest culprits on on defense. Okay, so let's go to let's go to this one here. Um, I don't know we'll call which one this is. Let's play it. Threat at quarterback. We'll see if they could cast Alonis at all. Involved in the run game, just a straight handoff here. Threat at oh, quarterback. Oh yeah. Okay, so this is Kevin Knowles in the safety position, right? So a lot of people were like, well, Adam Fuller doesn't mix anything up. You know, he doesn't know what he's doing. Blah 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 blah. So watch this. This is a perfectly timed blitz from the safe safety position. And Nose just misses the tackle. This should have gone for like a half yard, one yard game max. And it goes for, you know, six, almost seven. Watch this. Watch him come in clean and miss the running back. We'll see if they get Castellanos at all. Involved in the run game, just a straight handoff heel threat at quarterback. That, that's, that's nothing to do with that's nothing to do with the coach. And I'm I'm not defending fully here. I'm just I'm just looking objectively here. This is this is not coaching. This is just a player not making a play on a perfectly called play here. Back, we'll see if they get Castellanos at all. Involved in the run game, just a straight handoff here. Throw. So, so you had some of that with Knowles. You know, Knowles is probably responsible for well over 100 yards of Boston College's total yards in the game. Um. I mean, I, I hate I hate to call out a player like that, but you know it is what it is. Um, so let's go to this play right here. This is third and ten, and look, and I said this in the uh, the video after the game that I did. The defense was was right where they wanted to be. The majority of the game, when I when I say third and long, third and ten, third and fifteen, third and seventeen. I mean, that's the thing we got to remember too. Like, if the defense you know, just sucked totally or the coaches didn't know what they were doing totally. Number one, they would never get the third down or third along for that matter. Now, Boston College did help with some penalties and things like that. Um, but process-wise, if you take the result away, process-wise, they are exactly where they want to be, third along, right? Then it's, hey, make a play, get off the field, right? So let's play this right here and see what happens. Castellanos out of the gun, dropping back into the end zone. Steps up, he has some room over the. Okay. So. Castellanos out this. of the gun, dropping. Look at this. Two players are going to go here. Why? And then I think this is Bethune. Bethune goes. I don't know why Bethune goes so far over here when he's got a guy here with this guy. Back into the look, two guys here on this one guy. Bethune comes down, misses the tackle because he takes a bad angle. Enzo steps up, he has some room over the well. Actually, I take that back. He probably he just gets outran. Castellanos out of the gun, but look at this. He there's a lane here one, two, three, four players, four players here. There's a lane. Four players. Four players, two receivers. Drop. So. Back into the end zone. Steps up. He has some room over the. There, there are guys that are in position. It's 
I mean, it's, it's you know, it's not like you can put a, it's not like you can talk to the player while the play is going on, like, hey, do this. I mean, at some point, the players just have to recognize things and make a play, right? Um, so let's go to this one here. Um, this one right here is maddening. Um, I want you to key on Shaheem Brown right here. Shaheem Brown right here, okay? From the Boston College offensive line. Now, one thing is he has all day to throw the ball. You know, they, they're they're mush rushing, I guess, meaning they're, they're basically just trying to contain him in the pocket. They're not attacking, you know. Um, but what that does is that gives that, – that makes the secondary have to cover a very long time, okay? Um, matter of fact, so – we back this up. I mean, it's already it. Boston College offensive One, line two, all day. Three, four, four seconds. Four seconds. Four seconds. That's way too long. But at the same time, let's go back. Watch, watch, watch him brand right here. He's going to see this guy right here. All day. And this guy, this guy. Is coming here. And Shaheem, instead of seeing this guy coming across here, it just goes up here. Castellanos to stand back there, survey the field and from the Boston College offensive line all day. So look, how does how does Shaheem Brown not see this guy? How does he not? I mean, he, he's solely just looking at the quarterback, I guess. But how does he not see this guy? This guy is in front of him like three yards. How does he not see him? For Castellanos to stand back there, survey the field, and from the Boston College yeah. offensive line, all yeah. From my vantage point, you know, he should he should be carrying this guy here and picking him up, picking him up as he comes through his own. Day for Castellanos to stand back there, survey the field, and from the Boston, you know. So is is it guys just not doing their jobs? Is it playing hero ball? I don't know. I don't know. So. Let's see. Um, this one's going to be offense. This is offense right here. Look at this. Now, on offense, some of the biggest issues, a lot of the things on offense can be fixed easily, simply with Jordan Travis just making better decisions uh, with where he's going to go to with the ball. And this is this is a prime example right here. Watch this. It's third and three. Why why are we throwing that when Toy Philly is wide open? Watch, watch Toy Philly right here. Look at that. If he throws it here, it's a first down plus yards, plus yaks. This is a tough now. If he makes a better throw, it's a yes, it's a chunk yard play, but I mean, all you need is three. All you need is a first down. All you need is a first down. And I mean, you can milk most of this time away. Third and three. All they got to do is hit this guy right here, Toy Philly, and it's the first down plus yards. But nope. Look, that's a that's a difficult throw. That's a difficult throw, man. So on offense, FSU is, you know, they just. I mean, the offense is built for playmakers, and I said this in the uh, video after the game. They are basically just saying, hey. You know, our guy's better than your guy. You know, we're just going to throw it up. That's, I mean, that's almost what they're doing. Like, it feels like 80% of the time.
So, so you have that one. This is another one. Look, it's third and five. Oh, I gotta share the tab first. It's third and five here. Third and five. Now, this a penalty gets thrown here, so they, they kind of get bailed out. But this is Toa Philly out here out wide. Why? Why? Why are we even running this play? First of all, let's run it. Play clock at three. They snap it. Here come the Eagles. So I mean, there's two. There's two defenders there. So he's not even gonna catch this, even if it's, even if he doesn't get tackled. Probably. I mean, you, all you need is all you need is five yards. Now they ultimately score a touchdown in this drive, but you know if they don't get bailed out with a penalty there, I mean, why? Play clock at three. They snap. And every like everybody's going vertical. Everybody's going vertical except for this, you know, this little dig. It looks like, and he gets pressure from here, so he kind of has to get rid of it. But I mean, why don't we run a slant behind this? Here come the Eagles. Look, there is nothing but. Look, watch right here. There's nothing but turf here. Nothing but turf here. If he throws it there, if he throws it, it's a touchdown. The Eagles pass into the end zone. Lot of cut. Oh man. Oh, so back to defense here. Back to defense here. So there this is a key point in the game. It's third and ten on their own back on you know back on their own goal line. If you get off the field here, you're probably gonna get the ball. Well, I need to share this tab again. Um, so here it's third and ten, and um, another key moment in the game. Like I said, you, you're they're on their own goal line. Get off the field here. You're probably going to get the ball near midfield, probably. So if you get off the field here, it's you know it's it's a big deal. So Omar Graham Jr., redshirt freshman linebacker, is in the game. Um, I don't know if it was just his turn to rotate into the game or I know earlier before this point, Kalen Deloach came out of the game. I know I saw he he kind of motioned like he needed to come out or whatever um, on a plate on a drive before this. And so I don't know if he just wasn't ready to go back in or, or again, if it was just Omar's turn to go and rotate. I'm not sure, but. Look at this. So look. Here's Omar Graham right here. This hole, this look, this this gap right here is gonna gonna open up. You have Patrick Payton here trying to set the edge. You have Az Thomas here. Watch where Omar goes. Why? Why? Why do you go? Why do you go over there? You you have the sideline. You have the sideline sideline over here. You have a defender behind you. Why do you go over there? That costs you. I mean, you I don't, you you don't you're not coached that. Well, there there's not even a gap over there. Where you where are you going? That's just a young inexperienced player, you know, making a making a bad read. He takes it away now you can question and say why is he in the game again. I don't know. Um, maybe maybe Deloach was hurt. I'm not sure, but um, you had that. Um, okay, so on this play right here, this goes to this goes back to I want you to key on Kevin Knowles right here. 
Kim Kevin knows right here. All right. Now, again, which is where you want to be. It's third and 17. Watch what Kevin Owens does as soon as this ball is hiked. Where where are you going? Where are you going? Why are you dropping so deep? You're you're dropping behind the first down line. Now watch this. Watch this. Back to throw here. Right, right where he was. He could have just stood still and just stayed there. And he, he could have intercepted the ball. Now he probably wouldn't have thrown it, but th there you go. Or he could at least pick he could have picked the guy up and carried him, you know, up the seam or whatever. Then he takes a bad angle and misses the tackle. Wide open receiver. Look at this. The ball is going to be caught like right here. Why is he dropping so far back? I mean, that's just situ situational awareness. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, that's, is that on is that on coaching? I mean, that's almost like saying, you know, if you're a baseball player, you guys know that I play baseball in college. So it's like, if it's zero and two, he's probably going to throw me a curveball in the dirt. Don't swing at it. But then you swing at it anyway, right? Look at this. Had a national championship run. Back to throw Castle Dallas here, third and long. Wide open receiver. We'll just walk from I mean, man, that's so crazy. That's so crazy. Um, wow. All right. So looking at those things, all those things are all, all those things are fixable. All of them, every single one of them are fixable. Recognize the situation, stirring along, know where the sticks are, fill the right gaps. I mean, if they do that, if they do do those two things along, they get off the field on at least two or three more third downs where they didn't otherwise. Just on those two things alone, that's fixable. Jordan Travis. And, and this is the crazy thing. This 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 kind of what makes me think that they are they are kind of just you know I think they thought that you know hey look we're up thirty one ten you know we can we can work on some things or whatever um, or or maybe they were trying to just you know get some get some guys the ball I, I'm not sure but some of the throws they were making or calls they were making like one time they were down deep in their own territory and they literally. The defense had just gotten off the field. They literally only had the ball like 28 seconds. That's all the time that it ran off the clock. And then the defense has got to run right back out there. And it's, you know, incomplete pass on first down, run on second down. So then it's third and, you know, from your own seven. And then it's an incomplete pass and you got to punt. So what we're not seeing is we're not seeing any. Well, we saw it some, you know, we saw it whenever, I mean, they went on like a, what, they, they scored on like five straight possessions or something like that. You know, we saw them with Rodney Hill sit up the running game, you know, then Boston College had to bring a safety down, and then we saw them hit um, Johnny Wilson a couple times. We saw them hit Jaheim Bell, you know, so it, part of it makes, part of it is, I think, you know, they're, they're, I think they were trying to just be really vanilla for whatever reason um, and just not put anything else on tape before they play Clemson. Um, 
That's the only thing I can think of because some because Travis Jordan Travis has shown how to hit a check down. I mean, he did that quite often last year, and that's the crazy part. Is like um, if he just hits the check down, his numbers look way better, way better than than they do right now. And uh, and I think I think we're going to see that. So I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people after the game were, you know. Oh, we're gonna get rolled by Clemson, and you know we suck. And you listen, guys, that's the same team that rolled LSU. The same team that played a C game against Southern Miss and blew the doors off of them against a team that's gonna make a bowl. Um, you know there were a lot of factors in this game. Like I said, it just made it weird. You know the hurricane. I've mentioned this first road game, um, red bandana game. Boston College quarterback who was recruited by FSU to play running back or athlete. You know, he's probably got some motivation to show that he can play quarterback, has a great game, hats off to him. Um, Boston College head coach playing really aggressively when 99% of the time that's not going to be the case as far as going forward on fourth and one from your own 30 two or three times. Um, they went four and fourth down six times and got it five. You know, so a lot of things. Uh, I think there is. I think there is some some credence to guys being sick um, or under the weather. Um, I remember when I watched the game in real time, I was thinking like, man, the defensive line just feels like they're not. They don't have that same burst. Um, you know, they were on those fourth and ones. You know, they were kind of getting blown off the ball a little bit. Now, granted, you know, they were only getting like a yard and a half or two yards on fourth and one, but all they needed was one yard. So it was like it's, it's a conversion. Um, and I think Kalen DeLoach's father, um, Mr. Mr. DeLoach, uh, shout out to Mr. DeLoach, man, I stands for. Um, he pretty much confirmed that there were there were several guys that were that had been sick um, throughout the week on top of. Um, Johnny Wilson and I think Jordan Travis been sick during last week during Southern Miss. And so you know how the flu is. If, if, if you know, one or two uh, people get it, you know, around some other people, then it's just going to run its course through whoever that whoever is in close um, vicinity of everybody. Um, I'm kind of experiencing that right now with my kids. Um, if you hear anyone coughing in the background and um, that's that's it. Uh, uh, my oldest kind of got under the weather and then this morning my my i have twins so i have uh my oldest is a girl then i have twins that are boy girl so my oldest girl wasn't feeling well the last couple of days and then this morning my girl twin she's like dad i don't feel well so you know she didn't go to school so that's that's it you know um so you have a lot of different factors that that played into that game and the crazy thing is is as as close as that game was at the end, literally you were you were two, three plays away from going up 38 to 10 and us not even having this conversation. You know, um, again, if the offense goes out there and scores, they have an opportunity to go up 38 to 10. And, you know, they whatever. I can't remember exactly what happened on the possession, but obviously they don't score and they have to punt. And um, but if they do, if they go up there and execute and score and put put that final nail in a coffin at 38-10 um, with about, 
you know, halfway to go in the third quarter because guys, it was still, it was still 31 to 10 almost at the end of the third quarter. And that's, and that's the thing, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you know, the defense sucks. I'm like, the defense gave up 10 points on the first two drives. They kept Boston college out of the end zone all the way until like the beginning of the fourth quarter, because I mean, they forced the point punt like on like five or six straight possessions. And then, and then they got a, um, then they got a tur- turnover on downs on the, um, whenever Trey Benson uh, mishandled the, um, the squib kick, you know? So offensively, I think they'll be fine. Defensively, um, you got to look at it this way. You know, they started out, they started out, you know, a little shaky. And that's the thing, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, we, we got to be great from the jump. I mean, you got to look at it like a fight. If you're fighting someone, you can study the film. You can do everything you want to study, but you don't know what that guy or, or girl is going to do whenever the, you know, you don't know what strategy they're going to have. So, I mean, you could plan for one thing and then they do some some totally different stuff. And then you have to adjust. Um, that's why you see Mike Novell has so much success on their first drives on everything scripted, you know, so you, you can only assume or hope that they they do certain things but that's not that's not always the case right um but what you saw was you saw after that first quarter you saw that uh, the defense made an adjustment and um you know they went from there so knowing knowing that you know you know the defense is is capable of of you know being really good you know so if, if that's the case then you know, you know the coaches know what they're doing. It's a simple fact of getting guys to execute and play their assignments, right? Because if if they couldn't coach, then they would never have dominant stretches like they had in ball in the Boston College game. They would never have dominant stretches like they had. Well, they dominated the whole game against Southern Miss. Um, you know, they dominated the second half against LSU. So the coaches can coach. It's, you know, getting those guys to 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 execute every time, which is not going to happen. And then sometimes you can execute exactly what's called and still get beat. And there were a couple of times where uh, the the quarterback from BC just he was just an athlete, man, just an athlete. And you got to tip your hat to him, um, you know. So, um, like I said, I'm not here to offer excuses. Um, I do. The same the same energy people come at the defense with as far as you know blaming the defense for the game being close, which is which is crazy because like I said, other than the 10 points in the first quarter, they held them scoreless the whole next two quarters or so. And again, they got they got stop at the stop at the stop, and then the offense had an opportunity to go up 38-10, and it didn't. And then also at the end of the game. Um, the defense, you know, the offense had another opportunity with about five minutes to go in the game. You know, they get an opportunity with 519, I think it is. All they got to do is go down and score, go up, you know, two possessions. They go three and out or wind up punting. You know, it's on the defense then. It's on the defense to get a stop. They get a stop. Offense gets the ball. All they got to do is get a first down. All they got to do is get a, is to get a first down. Game's over. 
you know, they weren't able to do that. It took a penalty on Boston College to basically basically end the game. You know, otherwise, you know, Boston College is probably going to get the ball back again, right? Um, so I know a lot of people look at me and say, oh, you know, I'm a I'm an Adam Fuller, you know, supporter or lover or whatever things objectively. Uh, the same energy that we give the defense for making miscues, you got to give the same energy to the offense for not executing also. Listen, Boston College defense is not a good defense. There's no way if we say now before the season, I think everybody would agree the offense is elite or it should be elite. Right. Um, I was I was on on record as saying that the offense should score 40 points a game. They didn't score but 31. The defense only gave up 22. And on top of that. The FSU offense literally went what? 20 over 20 minutes over 20 minutes without scoring in this game that's that's unacceptable so a lot of people i see a lot of people you know talking about you know fire fuller and all this guys you got to give the same energy to to mike novell alice atkins hey it's the same it, it's got to go both ways it's got to go both ways you, you gotta if, you, if we're gonna hold people accountable it's got to go to both sides of the ball because both sides of the ball left a lot to be desired out there on that field, right? But if we say if we if we're saying that the offense is the strength of this team, it, if if we're going to call one unit elite, it would be the offense. I think everybody would agree with that. Okay, well they should be held to even a higher standard than the defense, especially when you're playing Boston College who. That's not that's not a good defense. It's not. You know, so after this, just just, you know, keep that same energy whenever you're looking at the whenever you're looking at the game and be objective. You know, I know a lot of people have their biases. You know, they haven't liked Adam Fuller since 2020 or whatever. Um, but the, the offense wasn't good back then. And either, <laughs> you know, we're having like what, 25 games, something like that. Um, so I don't know why I don't know why I don't understand the, why some people just continue to have that bias. Uh, but then whenever the offense doesn't show up, just kind of overlook it or say whatever. Um, like I said, I, I'm in the business of not having an agenda or looking at everything objectively and calling on how I see it. Both areas of the both areas have uh, a lot of room for improvement. And I think you're going to see that this week. I think you're going to see that this week against Clemson. This is um, Mike Novell has, you know, every game, every big game here um, in the last couple of years, uh, you know, they've been in it. Um, even when they were undermanned, you know, they were in it. Um, and last year against Clemson, there was a couple of situations that really cost them um, a busted coverage for a touchdown, um, a kickoff return uh, in the second half that pretty much put them in the red zone to start out the gate. Uh, a turnover by Jordan Travis, all of those resort, re resulted in points. Um, Clemson only scored 34. Um, half of their points came off of those three uh, possessions right there. And then the FSU offense had multiple opportunities to put the ball in the end zone or they were in position to. There was a, there was a, a turnover and downs basically inside the five. There were a couple of possessions where they had – third and short, fourth and short, 
like on the Clemson 30, you know, turnover on downs or, or whatever. Um, they have the horses this year to um, avoid that happening. So the talent is relatively equal. And usually, usually when the talent is equal in these games where everybody's, you know, motivated, nobody's sick and that sort of thing, Mike Novell usually has his guys ready to play, right? Point spread came out. Uh, FSU was a road favorite, slight road favorite at like two and a half or two points. Um, you know, that, that to me tells me that, you know, that's a good sign because usually, you know, the casual person will say, oh, man, you know, they almost lost to Boston College. Boston College almost lost to uh, Holy Cross. Clemson just destroyed FAU. Clemson, uh, you know, routed Charleston Southern. Both are teams of no, you know, not very good. But the casual person, you know, looks at the scoreboard and say, oh, they won the last two by this much. They barely just beat this team. I'm going to pick them because, you know, it's only two points or whatever. But it's all about the matchups. It's all about the matchups. Um, and I'll, I'll probably try to do another video um, here this week before the game and get more into it. But uh, against Clemson, you don't have to worry about a, a, a crazy mobile quarterback like um, Castellanos or like Jaden Daniels. Um, Klubnik can run, but he's not like those two guys. Um, you know, so that alone just changes how the defense matches up with Clemson. Um, look, we, we've seen we've seen FSU against a, a very good offense. I told you guys after the game, after the LSU game, that LSU would probably be a top 10 offense. Well, look, Jaden Daniels just went like 31 of 34 for like over 300 yards, like three touchdowns, and ran for another 70 or 80 and like one or two touchdowns and blew the doors off of Mississippi State. And Mississippi State is a good team, but that's that's what a good offense will do to a subpar opponent, you know, so look, we have seen FSU play um, a very good offense and contain them. Right. Um, so it goes both ways. You know, a lot of people look at the LSU game and say, Oh, FSU was elite. We're going to blow everybody out. Nobody can stop us. Right. I mean, that's what fans do. And then whenever, whenever you have a bad game, Oh, we could lose to anybody. You know, and it's like, guys, this, <laughs> listen, just you can't go, you can't just go off of saying, oh man, just because we beat them, we're going to beat them. Or because we almost lost to Boston College, you know, Clemson's going to roll us. It's not, it don't, it doesn't work that way. There's so many X factors and, you know, different, different uh, constants and variables that go into these games that, you know, you just can't think like that. I mean, I know as a fan, I mean, there's, that's what you do as a fan, you know, you, you have your emotion or whatever, but I know a lot of people are looking at this game and, um, you know, they're like, you know, they're afraid or they think we're going to lose or whatever. Um, you know, I'm confident. I'm confident going to this game. Um, I know, I know what, you know, these guys are capable of. Um, I know what Clemson, I feel like I know what Clemson is capable of after watching them. And by the way, if you haven't liked this and you're still watching, man, give me a like. Man, I need, I need, I need at least 50 likes. I think the highest I've gotten is like 40. Uh, let me get 50 likes, man. Um, you know, uh, well, I would appreciate the support. Um, but I feel like if you, 
if you were to say, hey, look, which team has the highest, highest, uh, you know, ceiling, right? If you say, hey, my, the best you can play is here, right, for Clemson. And I would say, okay, if you played your absolute best game, FSU, you would be here. Clemson's absolute flawless game was here. FSU's flawless absolute game was here. You know, outside of like, you know, like I said, some crazy turnovers or whatever. Um, you know, I think FSU will go up there and handle business. I think Mike Novell has been playing. I think he's been planning for this this game for quite a while. Um, you know, I I would I would prefer him not to be as, as vanilla against Boston College. And you know, I'm not saying he treated this game as a scrimmage. I don't think he treated it as a scrimmage. I think they did against Southern Miss, but I don't know. There were just things. There were just some play calls and just th different things in this game where I was just like, that's just not, this doesn't feel like it's in a, it just didn't make sense to me. And, um, but I know that whenever they play a game that, that they know, you know, it's going to be a game. Mike Norville, even before he took the FSU job, you know, the, the, the book on him was, Hey, look, whenever there's a game, you know, and this it's one that, you know, he, he feels like he has to win or, you know, it's a big game. Um, I've never seen this is someone else talking. I have never seen his teams come in unprepared. Right. And you could in going back over the last year or two, you know, whenever, you know, the talent has gotten better, you could I think you could say that because against Clemson the last couple of years, they've been undermanned, but they could have won both of those games. They could have won at Clemson in 2021 with a lesser team. Um, that 2021 team for Clemson probably is better than this Clemson team probably has more talent overall um so knowing that knowing that the talent gap isn't what it was two years ago going up to Clemson knowing knowing that you probably have a little pressure taken off of you because everybody's doubting you a little bit now right everybody's like hmm you know they almost lost about Boston College I don't think they're going to win this week um you're probably going to have some people uh some of the media picking Clemson you know, oh, you know, they haven't beaten Clemson since 2014. And, you know, they almost lost last week. So I don't I don't think it's going to happen this week. Um, you know, if I were Mike Neville, you know, I know he says tune that out or whatever. But at the same time, you, you know, you can you can use that as a little a little um, a little motivation for you guys to, um, you know, to get the edge that he talked about in the last um, uh, cinematic uh, recap uh, for Boston College. So. Um, again, I feel confident. I feel confident in the game. I think I think these guys um, have had this game circled for, you know, before the season began. And uh, I expect them to come out there and be motivated to play. Um, hopefully the flu is gone and everybody's healthy and all that good stuff. But um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm looking to do another video here, um, like I said, in the next day or two, hopefully on, on Clemson. And um, I will definitely try to do um, a quick a quick one before the game on saturday but um i've kept you for almost 40 minutes um if you're still watching i certainly appreciate your time because you could have been anywhere anywhere else in the world but you were here with me and um i really appreciate that um time is something that you can't get back so that's very precious and i i, I definitely uh, value that um but again if you haven't liked the video give me a like on this one share it with your friends share it with um on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. 
And uh, I would definitely appreciate it. And um, until next time, go Nose. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.